Welcome to Hope City Church, Melbourne, Australia. Stay tuned for another inspiring message by Pastor Andrew McGrath. Why don't you open your Bibles to Luke 13, just for an introduction. We're going to read a couple of passages, pray, and then get into the message. I want to speak to you today about faith, the key to increase. Faith, the key to increase. Do we have any on-fire believers that are believing in their life for a great increase? I'm glad. I'm glad. Luke 13.10 is a story about a woman who has been afflicted for 18 years. And, And Jesus found her in this condition and she'd been, the Bible says, bent over, doubled over and could not straighten up. And I told you a few weeks ago that this is a prophetic picture of many people living today that they are, and 18 is the number, or a picture of someone that is afflicted with the number six, spirit, soul, and body. And six is the number of man, one short of seven, which is perfection or completion. Six is the number of people operating at a natural level. Perception at a natural level, both spiritually, physically, and also in the realm of their soul, their emotions and the way they think. It is a natural mindset in every area of the life. And she's bent over, doubled over, so her hands and feet are both on the ground. She is a natural-led woman. We are created to have our hands in heaven and our feet on earth. Exercising dominion on earth and contacting and partnering with God in heaven. And whenever you see a picture of someone being doubled over with their back curved and their head on the ground, you know that the enemy has assaulted them so that all they have now is a perception based on natural responses. Maybe it's your family, maybe it's circumstances around you, and God is wanting to straighten up the church. Did you hear that? He's wanting to straighten up your thinking today. The Bible talks about making the crooked places straight. And there's a lot of crookedness or perverseness. And I don't mean that in the way that people are weird. But perverse thinking, which is thinking that is twisted. And the Bible says that what causes us to fail in life, God's people perish because of lack of knowledge. Not understanding what God called us to be and to do. So God's going to straighten you up today. The Pharisee said to Jesus, you've got six days to work. This is the Sabbath. Come back during the six days. And Jesus said, ought not this woman whom Satan has bound for 18 long years, ought not she be loose today? And I say, ought not you today be straightened up? I think we've been bowed down long enough. I think long enough we've had our head earthly bound. We've been consumed by what we don't have. We've been consumed with an earthly mentality. And God is straightening up the church. Oh, I want to be straight, don't you? Anybody else want to be straight? I want to be straight. I want to have my hands in heaven and my feet on earth. I want to be possessed by God's spirit, soul, and body. I want the fullness of all he has for me, spirit, soul, body. I want to enter into that covenant with him of increase in every area of my life. And I'm here to tell you that God's going to straighten the way you think today. He's bringing increase to every area of your life. 
And I've come with an assignment to blow up the enemy, to blow up his bondage, his lies, the religious concepts, the traditions of man that we hold up higher than the traditions of God, the thoughts of man that we exalt over the thoughts of God. And Jesus said, who is my mother? Who is my brother's? He who does the will of God, they are my mothers and brothers. In other words, we are not to hold on to the way of thinking that we've been brought up in when it conflicts with the way that God thinks. I don't care if your mother or your father told you it's okay not to increase. Don't care. I do care what God says. It doesn't mean I don't love your mother and father. Jesus loved his mother. Jesus loved his brothers. But he came to do the will of the Lord. And so we're going to say, God, what do you say about my increase today? My assignment from God is to build big people. Did you hear me? You are not allowed to remain small in this place. No small thinking. No small people. No small people. Ah, but I'm 85. I don't care. No small people. No small people. Now there's a sign on that door. No small thinking. No small thinking, no smallness. God wants to increase you, increase you, increase you. And great faith, faith is the key that unlocks increase in our life. So, Father, we thank you today that you are going to straighten us out. You're going to cause us to see what you see. You're going to cause us not just to see our right to increase, but you're going to show us today how increase comes. We want to know the way of the kingdom. For so long, the church has been left to to make do, has been struggling, has not understood how the kingdom functions. And your word says the sons of this world are more shrewd than the sons of the kingdom. But no longer, Lord, we are beginning to understand how the kingdom operates. We're beginning to see how you see, what you're thinking about us. So we ask, Holy Spirit, have your way. Oversee this whole experience. Come and rest on our minds. You know, as I was preparing today, I I got this picture that there is realms of darkness in our thinking, in areas of our thinking. And it says the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. And there are realms where we can allow the enemy to blind our minds. And even when the word comes, it's like it bounces off it because there's blindness there. And so even as we prepare our hearts today, we say, Lord, shine your light in every area of darkness. Let your light shine. Let it manifest in our lives. We press in to discover the secrets of the kingdom, the mysteries of the kingdom. We are the spiritual mature ones because we're hungry. And this is the key, church. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst, for they shall be filled. And if you have blindness, the key to overcoming blindness is spiritual hunger. Say, Lord, I want to know. So we say that today, Lord. Teach us your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Genesis chapter 128. Firstly, I'm going to show you how we have a covenant of increase. And then I'm going to show you today how that covenant of increase unfolds in our life. I began to discover, um, maybe I'm a slow learner, or used to be, but just because we have something from God doesn't mean you get it. Did you hear me? Yeah. Just because God has provided stuff doesn't mean we automatically walk in it. 
It's available, but you have to know how to get it. And it's left a lot of Christians bemused, confused, because they haven't understood that there is a way to access what God has already provided. But first we need to understand what it is that God has provided, because a lot of Christians and a lot of unbelievers, most unbelievers, have no idea of the amazing desire of God towards humanity. Genesis 1.28 says, The Lord blessed man, saying, Increase and multiply. That word blessed literally means, whenever you see the word blessed, it means he empowered them to increase. J.W. Oswald, who's a professor in Old Testament uh, uh, language, he said that this word bless literally means to endure with power for success, prosperity, fertility, and longevity. So when I read this word bless, when God blesses someone, he empowers us for success, prosperity, fertility, and longevity. How many people want to walk in that? He blessed us. So God said, words came out of his mouth and he blessed them. And he said to humanity, increase, be fruitful. And as he spoke that, with those words came a power from God himself for all who would hear with ears of faith to walk in the fullness of what he spoke. Genesis 12, 2 says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. And I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will excel you to the highest place, Abraham. What Adam lost in the garden, God reinstated in the life of Abraham and for every believer. And it is the covenant right for every believer to walk in perpetual increase. Did you hear that? That means today is bigger than yesterday. And the next day is bigger than that day. And the next day and the next day. From glory to glory, from strength to strength, from grace to grace. Increase upon increase upon increase is the lot of the church. It is our covenant right. And you need to get a revelation deep in here. Not just here, but here that I have a covenant with Almighty God. And that covenant is one of increase. He has empowered me to prosper, to excel to the highest place. I tell my children, you shall succeed. I look at them on a regular basis around the table and say, you are going to be the great ones in this city. People of influence, you shall be exalted. God has a plan for your life. We need to say it over our lives every day because it's the mind of God. Now turn with me, Genesis 17, verse 1. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord came to him. Abraham turned his hearing aid on. And God said to him, testing, testing, I am almighty God. You walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between you and me. And I will increase you, enlarge you. I'm just breaking down the Hebrew words now. Excel you and I will make you great. I will make you exceedingly great. That word exceedingly means there will be force behind what I do. Abraham, I'm coming with great force and I'm going to breathe on you and you will increase, enlarge, you will excel. I'm going to make your name 
marvelous. I'm going to put your name up in lights. People will talk about you, Abram. Verse 6, I will make you exceedingly fruitful. Fruitful. Not just what you gather, you'll have fruit. But in you, see, if you're fruitful, then you're bearing seeds. And they bear fruit. And they bear fruit. And they bear fruit. And everyone you touch, they begin to increase. And they begin to increase. And there's a momentum happening that more people get around me. There's an increase by association. And on and on it goes from generation to generation, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm going to increase you, and I'll make nations of you, and kings will come out of you. Think about that. That's, he's talking about you. What came out of Abraham were kings. You are the seed of Abraham. God was saying, you know what, Abraham? I'm going to bless you, but if you can look down the corridors of history, you're going to see Andrew McGrath, and he's going to come out of your spiritual seed, and I'm going to make him a king. And he said the same about you. Kings will come out of you. And great nations. What God will do in this nation is a result of what Abraham believed. The word that God spoke over his life. Verse 7, I will establish my covenant between me and you, Abraham, and no one else. He didn't say that. He said, I will establish my covenant between me and you, and listen, and your descendants after you in their generations. We are a generation that's after Abraham. God said, what I do between you and me, I'm going to do in the generation of 2017. That same word, and this is what a lot of Christians don't get, the same word that God spoke to Abraham, and we'll talk about this later, is an eternal word. God's word don't come, don't come out of his mouth and then cease to exist. They live forever. Do you get this? Forever. From generation to generation, whoever will grab that word out of the realm of eternity, I'm getting ahead of myself, and bring it inside their heart, it is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Are you getting this? There's a long way to go. I've used a lot of energy. Your descendants after you in their generation for a everlasting covenant. Well, you know, you can't believe that that was then and this is now. No, for an everlasting covenant. What does everlasting mean? It never ends. Everlasting. Why do we confuse everything? Well, I don't know. You know, that's the old covenant where God gave people increase. We're under a new covenant, a better one, mind you. But we can't expect increase and everlasting covenant. That tells me, see, I, 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 even I can get this. I can get this. What God did in Abraham, he wants to do in me. Yeah. It's the same. I'm a descendant after Abraham. So I believe, according to this scripture, that increase is my covenant right. Is that a good deduction? Yeah. It's a good deduction. Increase is my covenant right. Did you hear that? Increase. See, sometimes we just got to stand up and shake ourselves. When we get surrounded, we bow down, straighten up. No, hang on. Increase is my covenant right. Well, you don't understand. I don't live in a, 
You know, you may be listening to this video and you may be in a country where things aren't great. No increase is my covenant right. Not based on education, circumstances, political views. It is my covenant right as a child of God. I'm going to show you. Galatians 3.13, let's read that. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. What's the curse of the Lord? Self-made living. If you want to sum it all up, when you look at the law, don't get confused by it all. Just tell yourself this. The law essentially is to expose that man is trying to live without God. It's self-made living. That's what we lost in the garden. When, when we rebelled against God, we said, you're no longer my spiritual head. So the law comes to expose that. Christ redeemed us from that self-made, self-led living. It became a curse for us. Verse 14, that the blessings of Abraham would come upon the Gentiles in Christ. We were without hope, without a covenant. God has grafted us in that we would get the blessings that were on Abraham, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And so some Bible teachers say, yeah, but that's all about salvation. No, 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 no. Salvation is one fruit on the tree. That The promise of the Spirit through faith was Genesis 12. I will bless you and make you a blessing. Jesus, sorry, the Father preached the gospel to Abraham in advance. And he said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. And I'm going to use you to bless the nations. What Adam lost in the garden when he had a mandate to fill the earth, you are going to regain. You will bring the kingdom to earth. It is much, much more than just salvation. Salvation is a key ingredient, but it's way, way more. I'm going to bless you. I'll give you the promise of the spirit, which is you are now blessed again. You walk in my blessing. I've empowered you to increase and prosper everywhere you go. (sighs) Verse 29 of Galatians 3. And if you are Christ, how many people are in Christ today? See, he's speaking to you. Then you are Abraham's seed. What does he mean by that? The same word that God spoke to Abraham because a word is a seed and a seed is a word. You are Abraham's seed. You you partake of that same word because it's eternal. So if you're in Christ, that same word is being given to you and lives inside you. And it says, you are now an heir according to the promise. In you, all the nations will be blessed. The moment you get born again, it's saying that same word that God spoke to Abraham is now your word. And you're an heir in the same way that Abraham, to the exact same degree. What was said of Abraham and done in Abraham is yours. It is the very same seed. I don't know about you, but I used to collect seeds. And when I grew tomatoes, we would have heirloom tomatoes and amazing produce and harvest. And I would take the seed out of one of the tomatoes, keep it, store it, and plant it again next year, fully expecting that that harvest, when it's an heirloom seed, will be the same harvest as this one. I'm expecting the same produce, the same effect as that seed. And it's the same with us in the kingdom. The seed of Abraham works for any person who believes, in any country, any time, because it is his seed. 
an everlasting seed, an eternal seed. It is Jesus. He is the seed of increase. And when the word comes inside you, you will increase. You can't help it. You can't help it. So let's have a look. Did this covenant of increase do anything for Abram? See, it's not much good if God gives you a covenant of increase and yet you stay the same. It's like, that's called religion. That's called religion. That's called receiving something with no evidence. Are you hearing me? I don't want religion. I want reality. I want show, kabam, fireworks. I want something to prove that what is in here is real. How can the world be envious of a gospel with none effect? I don't know about you. It doesn't impress me. Show me the money. Show me the smile. Show me the joy. Show me the breakthrough. Show me the effect on your family. Show me that you were once were lost and now you're found. Show me that there has been increase in my life. Show me change, Lord. So that seed comes in. And when God spoke the covenant of increase to an idolatrous man, something happened in his world because he believed. He believed that what you had said is true. Let's have a look quickly. Genesis 13.2. Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver and gold. Something happened after this covenant. Gold and silver started turning up. Livestock started increasing. He began to be very, very rich. Genesis 24.1. It says, Now Abram was old and well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Did you hear that? You imagine that, being blessed in every area of your life. That's called increase. This is not just, see, the gospel we preach is not just about money because you can have all the money in the world and not know increase. You can have all the money in the world and have a terrible marriage, terrible kids, terrible everything, and, and that's, that's, that's the blessing with toil. We're much more than just about money and increase. I want increase in every realm of my life. I want to be straight spirit, soul, and body. I want health. I want relationships whole. I want fullness in my finances. I want to walk in the fullness of the blessing. And it said of Abraham, when he was old, he had blessed Abraham in all things. So I say, God, I'm of the seed of Abraham, and I'm not dying until that can be read about me. I'm not going to have a funeral until they can say, God had blessed Andrew in every area. That's my covenant right. And we need to make a drag on heaven. You can't take me until that is fulfilled in my life. Put some pressure on the word today. Well, maybe it was just for Abraham. Maybe it stopped when he died. Maybe the covenant of increase wore God out. He said, oh, I've unloaded a lot. All the armor guard vans have come from heaven. And we've given Abraham so much that we've run out. Remember, we don't have a pie-making factory. We have pies. And there's no more pies. But nevertheless, the truth of the word of the Lord came and it said, that same covenant of increase jumped over to Isaac. Well, there you go. Isaac, Genesis 26, 24. God comes to Isaac and says, I'm going to bless you and increase your, you and your descendants for my servant Abraham's sake. Yeah. That same covenant on him 
is now on you. And we know that Isaac in that same chapter, verse 12, sowed in the land of famine. You may be listening to this and saying, but it's all right for him. He lives in an affluent country. Isaac sowed in the land of famine where everyone went AWOL. And the Bible says the Lord increased him and he, he bore a hundredfold in the same year. And the man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became incredibly prosperous. He increased and increased and increased and increased. There's the covenant of increase working in his life. Are you getting this? All right. Well, maybe it fell out with Jacob. Sorry, Isaac. But then we see it on Jacob, Genesis 30, 43. That man became exceedingly prosperous. He increased exceedingly. Are you getting this? Abraham, Isaac. Jacob, we see momentum happening because they all received the covenant of increase. And they all said, God, that word which you spoke in time over Abraham is as real today as it was when my father was first, he first encountered you. That word is real. And I'll have that. He didn't get it because he was a son, Isaac and Jacob. He got it because they got it because they believed. Are you getting this? Genesis 33, 11. Jacob meets his angry brother and he wants to give him some gifts to, to please him because he's scared of him. And he lines up all these gifts and this all doesn't want. And Jacob says to him, please take it because God has dealt so gracious with, graciously with me and because I have everything enough. Imagine saying that. Oh, just just take, take a couple of my houses away. Just take some of my money. Because I've just got everything I need. But that, that's called the overflow. That's called beginning to be a blessing to others. I have so much. This is the covenant from God. I know it plays with your thinking. Because many of us have been bowed down. We've been getting our opinions, our mindset, our validation for what we see. You can see your bills when you get home. You can see lack. You can see, how can I ever have that? Because I've only got this job. I'm asking you now to get out of the natural and elevate yourself. Lift up, straighten up and begin to see what God sees. Are you getting this? This house is a house of great faith. And we're not people that look in the natural. We're beginning to see how does the kingdom of God work in my life? That's what I want to know. Is there anybody else who wants to know that? The children of Israel. It says in Psalm 105, 24, He increased His people greatly and He made them stronger than His enemies. You see, not just Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, but then it begins to go to all the children of Israel under that covenant. He increased them greatly. And made them stronger than their enemies. Are you getting this? That this covenant of increase just begins to get such momentum. And imagine if everyone here today began to get a revelation of increase in their life, in every era. Imagine what it would do to this city. Shh. I wonder what's on God's mind today. I believe it's blessing and increase. I believe on the mind of God is how can I get more increase to Andrew and Nathaniel and Craig and Bethren? How? 
Psalm 115, verse 12, you should underline that in your Bible. It says, the Lord, the Lord has been mindful of us. What is he being mindful of? And then it says, he will bless us. Did you hear that? The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. What is on God's mind? How can I get them to be blessed and increase? See, the issue is not with God. He wants to increase. So that tells me there's something I need to discover of how to access what God desperately wants to get into my life. We have to stop saying, maybe God doesn't want me to increase. I'm trying to prove from Scripture it is the heart of God for everyone to increase. If you and I are not increasing, guess what? The only issue is what do I need to shift in order to align myself with the increase that heaven desperately wants to give to me? That's good news. Because like I told you before, if it's a problem that end, we're in trouble. But if it's a a problem this end, there's great hope. I just need to change the way I think. Change my approach. If God's saying, what? Covenant's finished. We're all in big trouble. Because I have not yet been able to change God and overrule him. But his heart is increase, blessing, increase, blessing. Psalm 89 verse 34 tells us, my covenant I will not break. I will not alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Psalm 115 verse 14 says, May the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. May you be the blessed of the Lord. Shall I say that again? May the Lord give you increase more and more. Did you hear that? More and more. Not just a drop, not just to get you through today, but more and more increase. May you be the blessed of the Lord. That's what's on God's mind. Not just a little bit of increase. Well, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. You know what? If you get too much, maybe it'll go to your head. (sighs) May the Lord give you increase more and more. You and your children, may you be the blessed of the Lord. That's what's on the heart of God. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he not spoken? Why don't he make it good? If God made a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he will not alter his covenant or the word that has gone out of his mouth. There is not part B. There is not, oops, we made a mistake. This is the covenant of the Lord, and it is yours. I am going to keep drilling down inside you until you get it. I have a covenant with God of increase. Now turn with me to Galatians 3.6. So how do we get this covenant of increase? That's the challenge, isn't it? One thing to know that there's a covenant, but it can be like this thing that we're trying to grasp. All right, I went to church and he said, he has a preacher up there saying we've got a covenant of increase and says we can have what we say. And he says, says you know, the, the, that it's all there. And just... It's ours, and you know we're all blessed. You know, but how? But how? How? How do I take that and make it mine? That's the question, isn't it? I think the majority of people here today would say, "I believe there's a covenant of increase," but how? Galatians three six says, "Just as Abraham believed God, 
And it was accounted to him as righteousness. I, I just think that's an amazing passage. Abraham believed God, and in believing God, what was God's became his. See, that's the means of spiritual transfer. Don't you find that fascinating? He simply believed. He didn't do anything. He said, okay, I like that about you, God. I see something about your nature that I like. And you said that I could have that. I could be like you. I could think, feel and talk and be like you. I'll take that. And God said, that's all you need to do. And what is mine is now yours. He believed in the Lord and it was accounted to him as righteousness. When you believe in God, it takes what is his and makes it yours. It's called a spiritual transaction. Therefore know that only, say with me only, there's only one way to get this. You're not going to work for it. You can't serve enough for it. You can't go on the rush to clean the toilets for it. You can't do any of that. It's only one way. It says, only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. He's saying, if you want that covenant of increase, you're going to have to learn how to be a son of faith. Not in the natural, but in the spirit. You're going to have to learn how to access all this by faith. That's the key. He says, the scriptures foreseen that God would justify us, the Gentiles, by faith. God preached the gospel. God spoke to Abraham. And he said, in you all the nations will be blessed. God preached the gospel. What a, what a message, hey? Imagine God preaching the gospel to you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to come inside you. I'm going to make you great. You're going to possess the earth. You're going to take the kingdom. I'm going to use you, Abraham. And Abraham put up his hand and said, I'm coming down the altar for that one. Yes, Jesus. Yeah, and the Holy Spirit came with the, the, uh, with the salvation pack and they did a new Christian study. And the, between the four of them, something happened in his life. The gospel was preached to Abraham. A whole different gospel than what we hear today. We hear a gospel that says, just come to Jesus. He'll forgive you. He'll save you. And then go back in your seat. Father preached the gospel. I'm going to save you. And then I'm going to bless you. And you're going to go out to the nations. And you're going to change the nations. It's called empowerment. And that's why there are so many dead, boring believers sitting in pews because they've not heard the gospel as the Father preaches it. So he preached the gospel to them. I'm going to bless you. And it says in verse 9, So then, everyone today who's of faith are blessed like Abraham, are blessed with believing Abraham. Everyone. Everyone who reaches out by faith, they are blessed alongside believing Abraham. The moment you believe in faith, it says you put yourself in the genealogy of Abraham. Everything that God preached to Abraham is as if he preached to you. Abraham believed and that word that God preached came alive in his heart. What was that word? It was the word of increase. Jesus is the word. And when God preached the gospel in advance, the word came into Abraham, which is Jesus, the life of God, Jesus himself. And it came in and outburst increased. When Jesus comes into a life of a person, increase comes. God took what was his and he made it Abraham's. And faith was the means of spiritual transfer. I want you to hear this again and again. Faith is the means 
of taking what is God's and making it mine. Faith is the means of taking what is God. Whatever I read in here, I take it and it becomes mine. If you believe it, you can have it. That's how the gospel works. If you can take a scripture. And see, today there are people that need increase in different areas. And I want you to think about this as I continue on. Because the area that you need increase, the Lord is speaking to you and saying, if you can believe it, you can have it. If you can find what I spoke over Abraham, if you can find the gospel, if you can find a word seed and, and you apply it, pull it inside you, it will explode inside you and bring increase. That's the way the kingdom operates. The same word that God spoke to Abraham now lives inside me. So when I say I'm of the seed of Abraham, I'm saying I am a believer of the same word that God spoke to Abraham. Are you getting that? That's what it means to be a seed of Abraham. That the word God spoke to Abraham, I have taken it and made it mine. I'm a faith man. You're a faith man, faith woman? Because I know the same word that God spoke, when I embrace it, will make me a man of increase. That's how it works. I find what God says, I grab it, and I believe it, and I meditate upon it, and I put it inside, and there's a transaction from God to me. Now, in the time left, I'm going to now drill down a bit deeper and go into the Gospel of John, because the Gospel of John comes at the kingdom from a spiritual mindset. Have you noticed that? Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they, they, are, they are explaining the kingdom. And yes, there are deep spiritual realities, but a lot of it is from a physical viewpoint or looking down naturally. But John begins to go underneath, underneath the soil, and he begins to show you how the kingdom operates in the spirit. So John 1 verse 1. I just want to unpack now about the word and the seed and faith and how it comes alive. Are you ready? This passage unveils the mystery of how the word infuses me with God's ability. So when you read this, this is a story about the beginning. So you can take this passage and, and it unveils how the garden worked, how God came to Abraham with the gospel at its beginning, and also how Jesus came in the flesh in his natural birth. It is an unveiling of how the word infuses me with God's ability. And if I can understand this, I can function in the covenant of increase. For this is how it comes. Are you ready? Yeah. In the beginning, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. Amazing. All things were made through the Word. So whenever you see this word, him, it's Jesus, the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. All things were made, all things were made through the word. And without the word, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And that life was the light of man. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness does not comprehend or, in the Greek, overpower it. Now think about this. Stay focused. Please stay focused. This is how we access the covenant of increase in our life in every realm. It comes this way alone. 
In the beginning was the Word. Everything that God does in increase in your life will begin with a word from God. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Don't, there is no increase without the word. None. God will speak either audibly in a dream and primarily through this, the living word. In the beginning, you get a word. You want to increase in your life? You better get in that, the word of God. There is no increase. This is Eternal words brought into time for me to open up to discover my covenant of increase. In the beginning was the word. You want to start with increase? Start with that. Start with the word. Consume it day and night. It's like a tree planted by the rivers of water. He bears fruit in season, his leaf doesn't wither. I love that passage. That tells me even while I'm waiting, I look great. I'm waiting for my fruit, but my leaves don't wither. You get into this, it will cause you to wait with patience. and not, not It will cause you to, ah, I'm changing, increase is coming. In the beginning is the word. You've got to fall in love with the word. I get so concerned about believers that don't pick this up, don't know how to read it. We have churches, places, people crying out to know how to move in the spirit, but they don't know the word. This is where it begins, the covenant of increase. It's the word. It's my most treasured possession. I've got multitudes of Bibles. My grandfather was a man of the word. Meditate on it day and night. Read the Bible through since he was born again. I think he got born again about 18. He died in his, I think, in his 90s, and he read the Bible through every year four times. He meditated, meditated, and just became a part of who he was. It's the covenant of increase. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. See, God is wherever His Word is. The Word was with God. You get the Word, you get God. You start speaking the Word, God shows up. Did you notice that? You want increase? God's the God of increase. One plants, one waters, but God brings the increase. Get the Word, you get God. It's a two-for-one package. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The way to have God begin something is to speak his word. You speak his word, God shows up. Know this, that whenever you speak the word, God comes. You may not see it, you may not feel it, but we are not people of the earth. We are people of the spirit. And there's coming a time, and now is, that people will declare the word and they will know that something has shifted because our words are spirit words and they are life. They are going into realms unseen because the world was made with things that are invisible. So what is visible is all made by that which is invisible. So we don't look, we don't speak and go, oh, nothing happened. We are people of the word. The word was with God. And whenever I speak, God shows up. Not one word will return void. This is a key to increase because you'll be tested. You'll speak and you go, well, I tried it for a day and it didn't work. This is not something you try. You say, God, I am going to work this for the rest of my life. I will keep pushing and prodding and believing. It may take a year or two. And if you have that tenacity, God will show up. So I'll give it a go. You don't give God a go. Well, I've tried it. It's been so hard. Try harder. Get in the Word. Meditate. His Word day and night. And the Bible says, and God will make you prosperous. And God's not a man that he should lie. Get it into you. 
See, when people say, I've tried, I know they haven't. Oh, that's harsh. Well, how do I know they haven't? Because God's not a liar. So when they say, I tried and didn't work, they're saying God's a liar. I said, no, you're the liar. God's not a liar. His word is settled in heaven. The problem is not settled in you. And two need to walk together to be in agreement. You gave it a go and it didn't work and you're blaming God. God's saying, hello, are, are you, are you um, the only one that it hasn't worked for? Hello, has my word lost its power? Dial up angels, come quick, the word, the seeds are not working. Anymore. No, 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 forever it's settled. The word was, what, in the beginning? In the beginning, it says the word was God. What, sorry, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Amen. Listen, the word came, comes to both reveal God and reproduce God. Yeah. Think about that. Think about that. Because we see it only as in the beginning in the word was with God and the Word was God. And obviously we know that Jesus is the living Word and is God. He came to reveal God. So I'm not denying that. But the Word comes to reproduce God. The Word was God. And listen, this is what the Holy Spirit said to me. That His great delight is to reproduce Himself through His Word. That's why the Word and God are together. Because the Word was God. And when God speaks... He reproduces himself. And that's why he came to earth, because he wanted to reproduce himself in somebody. And he is a God of increase. He says, I want to create someone that increases like me. That's why we see the galaxy that he created is constantly increasing and expanding, because God is a God of increase. Everything that God does grows and increases. So God says, let's make man in our image, and the word will come alongside me. And the word will be God. And as the word speaks, it will reproduce more of God all over the earth. Are you hearing me? So I understand that as I get a word, it begins to reproduce God in me and all around me. That's how the covenant of increase comes. As I speak the word, the increase, who God is the God of increase, comes inside me. And what is true of God is reproduced in me. Are you hearing this? I am the increase. Because Jesus lives in me. God has reproduced himself in me. So when I get around people, they increase. Because I have increase in me. And when you get around people, they increase. Because the word was God. And when God speaks, he reproduces himself over and over. Seeds reproduce after their own kind. And the primary use of words, Jesus, the word, the seed, is not just to communicate ideas, but the use of words in the kingdom is to exercise spiritual force. So God speaks the word and reproduces himself. And this is what happens in you. How do I bring this back to reality or normality? Is that as you speak, Increase comes. Wherever you have lack, lack you speak because there is increase inside you. You are a living epistle. You, you have received the word. You are under a covenant of increase. Not just to be a blessing yourself, but to bless. You release increase into your workplace. Increase into your marriage. Increase over your children. Increase over the church. Increase over our city. 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, reproducing God everywhere He went. All things were made through Him. How many? All. All things. And without Him, nothing was made that was made. All things. See, the Word of God always becomes something. Whenever you speak the Word, it becomes, in verse 14 it says, and the Word became flesh. Everything that will be made, all the increase that comes to your world will come through the Word. All things were made through the Word. Your success, your increase comes by the Word of God. Are you hearing this? Nothing was made that was made except through the Word. Do you know the same Hebrew word for things is the same Hebrew word for words? Words make things and things come from the Word. No thing was made without the Word. And we need to understand that when I speak the Word, things begin to appear. See, we will spend more time declaring the Word, speaking the Word, than trying to bring increase in our own natural ability. This is how God operates. The Word comes alongside God and it begins to reproduce God wherever it goes. And everything that we begin to see that was made was made through the Word. You are men and women of the Word. That's what brings you increase. When you begin to speak increase, something begins to change in your world. That's why the devil wants you to be quiet. Well, don't say that. Oh, don't speak the Word. That's useless. That's not doing you any good. But I'm telling you, my friend, that as you begin to declare the word day and night and speak the covenant of increase over you, as you find and search diligently, something begins to shift. God begins to reproduce himself in your life. Mark 4.30 tells us that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. And it's sown on the ground, it says. But when it's sown upon the ground, verse 31 it's smaller than all the seeds of the earth. Now, this is a problem for a lot of Christians. You hear this word and you go home and you speak the word of the Lord, but it says it's smaller than all the seeds of the earth. It looks powerless. It's invisible. It's useless. I'm walking up and down my bedroom going, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And I know there are needs and problems. And I'm not even, uh, I'm not even doing anything practical. <laughs> I'm just quoting the word, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. It's the smallest little seed. It's invisible. It's doing nothing. And a lot of Christians look at the word like that, it's insignificant, it's small. What can that do to change my world? Are you getting this? In the natural, it looks so useless to change how I feel, to deal with my depression, to fix my drug addiction, to fix my, my thought life, to fix my debts, to fix anything that I have. And so we look at this living word that comes from God, that God speaks out, and we say, how could that change my world? It says the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed that's smaller than any seed. You speak the word and it looks like, you know, I would be better off giving you 50 cents. You've got this debt. And if I gave you 50 cents, at least it's going towards a debt. But you've told me to speak the word. What could that do? It's so insignificant. 
And God comes to Abraham and he speaks this word and in itself it looks useless in the natural. I'm barren. I've got no future. And God just gives him a word to hang on. It's sitting on the ground. It's really interesting that it says that because they cast the seed from the air and it sits on the ground. You notice he doesn't go around poking holes and putting the seed in, but he casts the seed from heaven and it falls on the ground. The spirit, sorry, these seeds are still in the eternal realm. God's word is sitting here today in the spirit realm. Everything that he's spoken over life, all the blessings, the promises, the breakthroughs, they're all sitting there. All of them. And once God speaks a word, it circulates in the spirit realm, looking for a place where someone would grab that word and believe in it. Listen to this. Reading my Bible is literally time engaging with eternity. The Bible, this is what the Lord said, the Bible is a compilation of eternal spirit words gathered together for us to take in time. So as I read my Bible, it's like all those seeds are thrown into the air. And I have to see value in them that as I grasp that. And not just let it sit on the surface, but bring it inside me. I must believe that something's beginning to change in the realm of the Spirit. These are not just casual words. But see, if they are left and you don't believe them, they just circulate. They just circulate. They circulate looking for a man of faith, for a woman of faith that would say, yes and amen. That would take those words and bring it inside the soil. For no seed bears fruit when it sits outside the soil, when it's cast from heaven and circulates. So the word of the Lord is the same yesterday, today and forever for everyone here. But there may be one man, one woman, maybe 10, maybe 100, that grab a hold of the word and say, you know what, it may be smaller than. I might start off declaring the word and nothing seems to be happening, but I have made a decision. I will meditate on the word day and night. I will take these words that you have spoken that are eternally in my realm. They are always here. And I can take what you have spoken and bring it in here and it will come to pass. And that's how increase comes. It comes no other way. I know of no man, no woman who has found increase in the kingdom any other way than this. His words to Adam, Abraham, Jacob, Isaac are as living and alive today as they were back then. And in fact, when God spoke to Abraham, I'm going to make you great. I'm going to put your name up in lights. I'm going to bless you. That same word got inside Abraham, but then remained in eternity. So it can come from eternity into time, but still circulates in eternity. For whosoever shall believe. It's the same word. That same word. See, God doesn't live in time. He lives in eternity. It's like God spoke that word back then today. And whoever would grab that word and say, I'll have it, something begins to change. Increase comes. And the problem is that my mind is saying, nothing's happening. I put this seed inside me. I walked up and down. I prayed. I believe, but nothing's happening. And the mind is protesting while the spirit is saying, I see movement. 
I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. And we are not of the natural. We are of the spirit. And what happens is we begin to declare the word. And in the natural, everything's going pear-shaped. And our mind is protesting while our spirit is saying, yes, yes, yes. I can begin to see it. Something's happening under here. I can see roots taking forth. But nobody can see it in the natural. But underneath the soil, something is happening. Greater than. It begins smaller than. But the Spirit says, I can see greater than. I can see it coming to pass. See, the soul has no ability to process the life of faith. It is the work of the Spirit. We have the same Spirit of faith. We believe and therefore we speak. Not with my mind. We're engaging spiritual matters of increase with our mind and not our spirit. And we're saying, I can't see anything. The mind's not supposed to. The mind renewed is a runway for the spirit to land upon. The mind is supposed to say the amen after the spirit said the yes. It's supposed to say, you know what? I've been so indoctrinated with the word, I could believe what you're telling me. But the soul's not supposed to tell the spirit, this is what's happening. The soul says, I agree. I agree. It gets the revelation afterwards. After the seeds come up out of the ground, it says, I see what you were seeing. The Spirit saw that years ago. I now see what you see. This is how increase comes. And we are so locked into, I can't see it. You're not supposed to see it. First. First, a seed under the ground. And then it becomes greater than. And this is what happened to Abraham. He believed the word. He saw in the spirit what God was doing. And it began to be birthed. Do you know, as I've been praying, God has opened my spirit eyes. And I've seen, and I can't even describe, I have seen myself so real in the future. I've seen how I look. I see what God has done. It's just like a glimpse. And my spirit says to my soul, check this out. Check out what's happening under the ground. This is the increase that's coming. And my soul goes, oh, that's amazing. But this is what happened with Abraham. This is how the covenant of increase. And we keep short-circuiting the covenant of increase because we don't understand how the word works. Verse 4. And in the word was life, and that life was the light of man. Whenever you see the word light, think of manifestation. When the word comes inside me, listen, listen, when I embrace the word, this is what happens. The very life of God, remember, word reproduces. When I embrace the word, life comes in me. His words are spirit and they are life. And that life is the light of men. That life manifests itself through me. In him was life and that life got inside me. And now I'm manifesting everywhere I go. I'm manifesting increase. That life, see, and this is what happens. The life is what is happening under the ground. As I'm meditating, I feel increase. I can't explain it, but I feel rich on the inside. I feel bigger than I was yesterday. I feel like something is being birthed. Why? Because in him is life. And life grows and increases. And all of a sudden, there will come a day where it will manifest itself and the seed will pop out of the ground and you'll see what I knew so long ago. Are you getting this? 
In him is life. Increase. And that life begins to manifest. And as it manifests, it says, and the life, the manifestation, it comes, the life shines or manifests in the darkness, and the darkness cannot comprehend it or overpower it. Where my increase manifests, no demon, no resistance in hell can stop this gravy train. It's coming. It's on the way. You can't comprehend it. So 1 Corinthians 2 says that the spiritual man judges all things, but no one can judge him. In other words, when the life begins to manifest in me, I begin to see things because I have the mind of Christ increase that no one in this world can see. The church is called to be the greatest problem-solving community on all the face of the earth. There's life manifesting. Increase is coming. And the darkness cannot overpower it. See, there's been a lot of pushback on us. We try and take a, a step forward for increase and we feel resistance. In every year we step out, resistance, resistance, resistance. But you know what? As you meditate on the Lord, life begins to flow. And this is the thing about seeds and trees. Do you know behind this building, we had some movement. In fact, so much movement that there's concrete behind this building. There was a concrete path alongside this building. And a seed went in the ground between the building and this path. And that seed grew into a tree. And as the tree came up, it said, <coughs> make room, I'm increasing. And this little seed pushed the whole path across, snapped pipes that joined the two together. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? When that seed grows in you, darkness cannot overpower it. Resistance cannot overpower it because life, the life of God that I've embraced, that same word that was spoken to Abraham, that increased in Abraham and made him great. See, you've got to be made great before you can be a blessing. It increased in him and the darkness couldn't overpower. And so he began to build. I finished with this question. How was Adam supposed to build the garden? How was he supposed to expand the garden into places of darkness? Did God give him a shovel, a blowtorch, a truck? He blessed Abraham, sorry, Adam, saying, be fruitful, increase. And he grew. And he was supposed to take that same increase and the darkness would not overpower it. He would speak it. He wasn't to toil. He was to allow increase to flow through him. He was to worship, fellowship with the Father, let the words grow inside him and then increase. An increase. I played some of these games when I was much younger where you know, you'd be on a computer and, and wherever your, your vehicle went, light would come and shine on the dark places and open up more of the map. And that's what we are. We take our increase everywhere we go. And Eden gets bigger. When God called Abraham, he was but one and he blessed him and made him many. And he says in Isaiah that, that I will make your wilderness like Eden. Wherever you go, there will be increase increase you have a covenant of increase today and as you receive the word of the lord by faith and nurture that seed it will grow the very life of god will grow inside you and manifest that's how simple it is nurture the seed 
and let it manifest. Nurture the life of God and let it manifest. It will flow. You speak the, the, the seed, you cultivate the seed and release the, 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 uh, the influence. So speak it wherever you are. Whatever you need a breakthrough, begin to grab hold of that seed. If you need breakthrough in your finances, my God shall supply all my needs according to his rich in the glory realm because of Christ Jesus. So I receive that as a seed because God said that same word over many people in the past and it worked. I'll let it come inside. Life begins to grow. Increase comes. And all of a sudden, I start to see myself thinking different, feeling different, talking different. And the increase that I so desperately needed comes. Every area of your life, it is the same. You have a covenant of increase and you receive it by faith. We are blessed with believing Abraham. Amen? Amen. So lift up your hands with me today. Father, I thank you that we have a covenant of increase. And I speak increase over every area of these wonderful people, every area of their life. May they increase relationally. You've got a word seed for relationships to restore them. You've got word seeds for finances, for health, for breakthrough, whatever we need. So I release the covenant of increase over your world. I say step into it. Receive it. It is yours by birthright. This is what Jesus died on the cross for, to redeem us from the curse so we may be the blessed ones. And I pray, Lord, for your people, give them a revelation today of how faith takes the word and makes that covenant a reality inside us. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Just let, just as your hands are raised, let the Spirit of God flow through you right now. He's bringing increase. He's removing limitations, small mindsets, lies of the devil that said you could never understand the word, the seed's not for you, all the excuses. He's brushing that all out. He's making all things new. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for increase. Thank you for increase, for increase. Thank you for your presence. Some of you have been dreaming way too small. And you're restricting the seed. He's bringing increase, increase, increase. Just picture that now. Picture the Lord making room inside you, bringing increase. Because increase comes inside first, and then we see the evidence outside. Increase, increase, increase. I say those words over myself all the time. Increase, increase, increase. More and more over our church. I say it over our family. I say it over my life, over my marriage. Every area, may the Lord give you increase more and more. You and your children, may you be the blessed of the Lord. I am blessed, I am blessed, I am blessed. I have great increase. I have the mind of Christ. I'm a problem solver. I am called to do great, mighty things. My God is for me. He is for me. He's my ability today. He's my sufficiency. Ah, oh, yes, He is. I don't believe the lies of the enemy anymore. I used to, but not anymore. Because the Word is living and active in my life. I feel His Word right now just pulsating over my life. It's in here today. 
Oh, I pray now, Lord, that you would stir up the hearts of your people like you have in me with such a passion for your word. Let us meditate on it day and night. Increase me through your word, Lord. Increase me, increase me. More and more seeds of increase. Increase me, Lord. Increase me. I hunger and thirst to hold a greater capacity for your kingdom advancement. Increase 30, 60, 100 fold. I see more, 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 more. More people in this house. More people saved. More people delivered. More, more, more. Greater understanding of your kingdom, we pray in Jesus' name.